on the wrestling podcast about nothing, we're going to war. It's heating up locally and nationally. Wrestling promotional wars are all the rage, and we'll analyze it with special guests, Brian Fury and Sonny Goodspeed. Cool. Thank you. Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell them, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 173, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now he is a contracted Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition. He is one half of the bouncers. He flew up to Canada just to destroy an expensive camera with his carelessness. The brawler. Brian Malonis. What are you talking about? I saw a GIF <laughs> of you in Canada <laughs> filling a camera with beer. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. How'd that go over in the back? They loved it. They loved it? It's a GIF that got retweeted a lot. It did get retweeted a lot. Yeah. I know so I retweeted it. So suck it. Oh, all right. You know, I, I'm going I'm to start off. I'm a, I'm a little upset about something right now. You know, here I am. Um, You know, I turn on the competitors network. To watch a special on a, on a good friend. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, there's lots of clips from Chaotic Wrestling. Mm-hmm. How the hell do they keep the clip of Kofi wrestling Tony Omega, <laughs> but cut out anything of me wrestling him in his final match in Chaotic Wrestling? How does that happen? You think this is like, is this payback for me selling out Madison Square Garden for Ring of Honor, you think? It could be. And also probably because, you know, you're with the competition, so they have to... Make sure not to. Oh, and, and because you. I did something that they haven't been able to do in years: sell out Madison Square Garden. Suck it. Gee, my goodness. That's okay. I'm, I'm kidding. That was a tremendous special. Uh, well, let's bring in a couple people who uh, might have seen it. Right. First of all, we got the owner and proprietor of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy and of Chaotic Wrestling Incorporated. He is the firebrand, Brian Fury. Hello, sir. Hi, Michael. Hi, you were a part of. Uh, did you you supplied footage did, did for the Kofi special? Yes. Kofi, of course, he's a shill for WWE. And we, they, we all know they that. They came here and they recorded for about two or three hours with Mike Hollow. Hey there, Papa. They used, <laughs> really? They used one sentence <laughs> from his long interview. Amazing. I know you haven't seen it because you don't watch anything wrestling related at all. Well, the network. Uh, I had the network for a few months and uh, my subscription lapsed. Uh, I had a special deal, and the deal ran out. Credit cards maxed out. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. But yeah, I thought the special was awesome. It was very enjoyable. Good time. Well, let's ask uh, this guy if he saw it. He is uh, strutting Sonny Goodspeed, New England wrestling legend, Sonny Goodspeed. Don't forget I'm in the Hall of Fame, too. You are Hall of Fame, right? I know. The New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? Yeah. Congratulations. Awesome. Do you have yours hanging ago. in your office like I do mine? I think it's in my top drawer. To be honest with you, <laughs> not on the bottom drawer, the top drawer. That's a top good drawer. drawer. Oh, exactly. the, yeah. with the yeah. undies underneath exactly. the socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With my, I have a belt in there, like not a championship belt, like a belt <laughs> to hold up my pants. Gotcha. My underwear, some socks. Yeah, it's right in there. 
I did watch the special. <laughs> I did watch the special. Actually, I was talking to Brian earlier about it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good special. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I even met Kofi when he was around because I was. I was in a war oh, with hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me stop. You wouldn't know right you away do- that he was destined for the I was just saying, you're, yeah, you're doing this all wrong. As, <laughs> as, a, as a New England wrestling legend, it's your duty to anybody who you were in the same area as, you know what? I saw this kid. I helped him out. I, you know, I knew it the first time I saw him. I, I actually, I take that back. I edit this part out. I meant okay. to say, yeah, I uh, actually, I gave Kofi the boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I gave him that. Oh, because right. I used to use it, and he said that's really good, Sonny. Uh, he goes, "That's really super over," and people really respond. I said, "You can have it, kid," and I left my boots in the ring. That's a better story <laughs> than him stealing it from Craig Stratton. I was going right? to say the, the best part is one of Kofi's signature signature things, and it's, this is only going to matter to like anybody who was at the Chaotic Training Center around Chaotic Wrestling for the period of time that this fellow was there. But he stole the double leg drop. From one Craig Stratton, and he stole the double chops from Mike Hollow. Is is Craig Stratton the kid who's uh, uh, been busted several times out of Merrimack for stealing opioids and shit like that? Is that the same? I sure thing? hope no. not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry, Craig Stratton. We don't know where Craig Stratton is. We actually, you know, if anybody knows the whereabouts of uh, he's Craig asleep, Stratton, so it could be him. <laughs> it probably <laughs> so it could be him. So, Sunny Goodspeed, Brian Fury, it's great to have uh, the whole gang here for this episode. It's good it's to great be a part be. of Crackpot Podcast. You must be busy with, uh, producing a lot of those. Uh, you know, Brian, funny story. He is because I I was unable to fulfill an interview request because I, you know, I only texted him three days in advance my idea. Oh, okay. And then he texted me back after it was too late for me to really record anything. But... I got the old, I need to have this by a certain time because I have lots of other podcasts to edit. Really? Yeah. Well, how come we never hear about these, Michael? Well, none of them are wrestling related because anyone in wrestling is not going to pay to have an editor for their podcast. Because we're smart. <laughs> are they, do you put them on the back of your 8x10, though? The podcast you edit? That'd be a good you idea. You know, all the championship it? belts you've held. <laughs> the, the fuck would buy an 8x10 from Mike Crockett? Come on. There had to have been somebody. The, uh, Maxwell Crockett wouldn't buy an 8x10 from <laughs> Mike Crockett. <laughs> I was unaware that you did a lot of podcasts. It's very exciting. I got like a th- three or four. Four that I right. edit on a regular basis. Okay. Anything we would know? No. No, not a thing? No. <laughs> so you're saying nobody listens to him? All the hits. <laughs> People listen to him, just not uh, anyone, anybody that I would know. What is the content about? Uh, Like real estate. Okay. One is about coffee. Johnny Vegas could listen yeah, to Johnny the real Vegas. estate one. Yeah, Johnny Vegas. Yeah, I enjoy on. a cup of coffee every now and again. Me too. Joe's yeah. gross coffee. Joe, all of it. Cup Joe? of Joe. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> cup, uh, you so not a coffee fan? You don't like no, coffee? Not at all. No. You don't like coffee either, Mike? Right? No. So what would you call you guys? Uh, what we got <laughs> over here? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, coffee cup of haters. <laughs> 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 that's the, that's my Enzo Amore impression. Sonny, was, Sonny, Sonny. Was, I thought he was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to leave. So there is a, a famous song that was debuted in this podcast, actually in this room <laughs> at the New England Processing Academy a few weeks ago. Uh, Brian Malonis, you have seen the man, the inspiration for that song since then, the Bobby Cruz song that we'll probably yes. play right now. Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz 
How did he react to you when you were in his presence for the first time up in Toronto? He's very upset. I sang it to him. <laughs> I sang it to him as he walked away. His daughter was there with him, so I was singing it to him in front of his daughter. Does uh, she like it? You know, I think she had to no sell it. You know, uh, you know. I, and yeah, I, to keep I peace. respect that. She's she's a good kid, and right, and she loves her dad, so I appreciate her. But I'm sure she enjoys it uh, very much. Hey, who wouldn't? Who? Nobody. Everybody loves it, except for Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz and his his crappy. Uh, you know, it's his it's, reply. It's a, yeah. Look, I, I love Bobby Cruz, but what a piss poor attempt at a reply. F you do 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 F you do 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 F you do 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 F you. Terrible. This is like you know. This is uh, you know. I, I he think, had overnight I, to think of it too. I think back to the nineties, like uh, rap wars. You know, when you think of like yeah. Dre Day and then uh, Real Motherfucking G's yep. as the response. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Bobby Cruz's song pales in comparison to. Real motherfucking. It's even geez. worse because he hyped it up like tomorrow. You guys yeah. are gonna hear the like the <laughs> ten a.m. The, yeah, the come, I thought he, the, the yeah, comeback I thought he, song. I thought he went like actually did something and like had somebody edit it or something. Like uh, I was expecting big things. A terrible up and down recorded phone video <laughs> of the <laughs> with same that, with song. That painting in the background. <laughs> the painting of himself that looks it, like data from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm gonna have to get back on social media just to see that. <laughs> it's worth it. The Bobby Cruz song it is, is uh, a thing of beauty. It is a thing of beauty. And Toronto is that right, Brian Malonis? Yes, Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, Canada. Yeah. You had a match. It we did. Yeah, we it had, didn't we air had, on TV yeah, we had or dark, the dark match. Yeah, honor, honor club. I did. I did. I have a new pandering, you know, little promo thing I did there that worked out pretty well. What's so. that? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll debut it. It'll be debuted at some point. But I think we're gonna be the guys who pander. You gonna pander to the fans? Yeah, why not? The old pandering works. Somebody's got to maybe wear a jersey out, you know, a hat. You know, I I mean, right? A little local sports scene. Big Toronto Blue Jays fan, are you? Of course, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Love that Joe Carter. He was great back in the day. Joe Carter, yeah. (laughs) No, no, I just what I said was uh, I said tonight Toronto Ontario. I said Toronto Ontario Canada because I know. Citizens of Canada get very upset when you just say the city and then Canada. So yeah. said, Toronto, Ontario, Canada is the beer city. And they loved it. <laughs> That's like the the, right? the King Kong Bundy <laughs> Hanover rules. <laughs> Every town he went in. <laughs> That's all he would and say. then if we turn heel, I'll, I'll get the I hate this town shirt. Ah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. How do you feel about the uh, pandering to the crowd, Sonny Good Speed? I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, the easier, the easier the better. I think the older you get, you're like. Yeah, I understand why those guys are doing that now. It gets over. It gets over. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes sense. I think I would, if yeah, I would do it. I would do it if I was still working. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Atlanta, Nashville, coming to your town, local sports team. I need four XL jersey. <laughs> See, with me, it would be it'd be Hudson. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. It would just yeah. be well, Hudson, New Hampshire. I also got New yeah. New Newburyport, Peabody, and Gardner coming yes, up that's too. So. Tr- that's true. <laughs> all the big that's cities, true. all the big towns, <laughs> yeah. all the big towns. Brian Fury, how do you feel about this kind of stuff? Yeah, you're more into the cheap heat, right? You like to wear the uh, opposing team jersey. I'm not a cheap heat guy in general. Uh, I mean, there's. I think in every show, again, there's a li- you have a little something for everybody and a little something. Everybody kind of fits a little thing. If there's only one person that's kind of doing it, fine. Let that person or team go for it. But I'm I'm not a cheap heat guy. Steve taught me, uh, especially as a heel, like nobody in real life walks into Wendy's and goes, I fucking hate Wendy's. I wish this was McDonald's. Fuck, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like just to get that cheap heat like in real life, it doesn't. Translate so now. Why does that Tarzan been, voice I've for that? I've always been against yeah. it. 
That's just the angry voice oh, that okay. we have. <laughs> it's kind of, Steve was kind of a raspy voice like that too, though, if you knew him. But yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of your shows, is there anyone that does that on your shows? Panthers to the crowd, cheap I mean, heat. I think there's a couple uh, off the top of my head. You know, Dom- Brett Domino was for a little bit with some stuff, but I think for the most part, like, I try to steer clear of it as far as having people do it. Yeah. Sonny, you've been to a couple of shows. I don't know. Yeah, I don't recall seeing anybody do it because I sit out in the crowd and I watch and uh, I don't recall anybody. They don't have to do that. I mean, when some of the guys I've been in the ring with just drop a good motherfucker in the ring. And, you uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that motherfucker. <laughs> That's like a thing in wrestling. A Maybe that could be another episode mm. sometime. All the cursing and middle fingers in wrestling that everybody thinks they're edgy doing. And I was like, no, everybody does it. And I think, you know, just eh, whatever at this point. Yeah, Shit. I would agree. Run right of the mill. <laughs> so, Sonny, should we talk about your show? Uh, the Dropkick in, uh, drop Kitchen? Is yes, that's, that's you know the name of your, name show? Of your own are, show. Are you, I'm not, I'm not wearing sure? the t-shirt. So. <laughs> the Dropkick Kitchen, yes, absolutely. In Hudson, uh, uh, you in record Hudson, it, right? Hampshire, that's right, yeah. You're I a legend there. record it. Legend in... Uh, anytime I go to the Nan King, they know me. They have my picture on the wall. Really? Jimmy's still running the bar. You, Probably you not. You can't even walk down the streets. Really? No, I can't. King? I don't even. Yeah. A couple yeah. guys are at the Hokkaido around the corner. <laughs> Welcome to my Hokkaido. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hokkaido. Um, Hokkaido. I don't know what it's called. Uh, <laughs> Sonny, uh, you and Leo Connors host this cooking show. Correct. On Correct. H- Hudson and Natural Cable Access. It's actually, think, right? we just got the report of where it's sent out. It's sent out. I think as far as Colorado, I saw. No, I swear, all these public access stations have picked this up, and my goal is I just want to get on Ellen or the Tonight Show or, or oh, is that it? Or Ryan and Kelly or whatever it is, Ryan and Kelly, Kelly and Ryan or whatever. Yeah, I just want to get on something, just so I can get my face, just so I can quit my job, just so I can stay home. It's all. This is a long, <laughs> long con. That's what it is. Yeah. Either that's going to happen first, or my oldest daughter is going to get pregnant, and I'm going to be a stay-at-home grandfather. <laughs> those are my two. Those are my two is that, retirement is that a plans. Thing? Yeah, those are my two. Stay-at-home well, grandfathers are a thing. When you have a sugar mama at home, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. My my wife makes a very good living, and tells me constantly. She goes, I I hate that you have to go to work. I go, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was waiting for her to give me the Iggy to quit, but she won't. Not just yet. Not just yet. One more one more good razo, and I'm fucking never wearing pants again ever in my life. Wow. Ever. You're barely wearing pants now. No, I have to. Is it going to be because you're wearing shorts or just undies? Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Changing all my locks, throwing everybody out. I might never wear clothes again. Wow. Bold statement. Yeah. Now that Walmart delivers right to your car, I can get milk and shit. I don't. <laughs> what the fuck do I need to go out for? <laughs> right? I can just get to my car. Fucking, hey, I'm here. And they just bring out under my balls hanging on the ground. Wow. <laughs> be perfect. In my hot leather seats. Low. Well, I'm old, Brian. It's, you'll <laughs> see. Just you'll paint, see. Just painted a picture. That's exactly just, right. You're, you're an artist yeah. right now with, That's your, right. with a brush. A, just it is a podcast, <laughs> and I know it's not a visual, so I have to paint the visual, yes, Brian. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we got a big topic to talk about today, but first, before we get to it, BrianMalonis.com, that is the place for your hookup for all your Brian Malonis, Brawler Malonis, Kingpin Malonis gear, correct? Yeah, and it comes in all all sizes. You know, if you go over to BrianMalonis.com, we got probably Brian Fury's what, maybe like an XL? XL, yeah. All right, Brian, you know, uh, Crockett wearing a wearing a two XL these days. Sonny probably a three. Oh, four. We're brothers and fours. Yeah, backwards high five. Yeah, four XLs. <laughs> right so we, I think I think they got all the way up to like six or seven XL on. So you got room to grow. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> that's you do, buddy. Thank you. Well, you waited with three there, Michael. <laughs> 
Uh, well on your way. But yeah, lots of good t-shirts over there. Go get the new beer, 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 more beer t-shirt. That's on my list. It <laughs> <laughs> is on your list, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you want a free one? <laughs> <laughs> also at the ROH Pro Shop, right? There's a couple of bouncers shirts. There is. You go to R- yeah, the ROH Pro Shop. There's uh, the Bouncers Bar and Grill, a couple different versions of uh, that. There's the original bouncer shirt. Uh, and the Bruiser has his own shirt, which I, I'll plug him. He's my buddy, uh, even though I don't get no royalties from uh, – <laughs> I don't get no royalties and he don't got no teeth. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's how that works. So, yeah, go to ROHWrestling.com for that. Yeah. Go to BrianMalonis.com. How about you go to the WPAN.com? That is the WPAN.com. That is our website for the wrestling podcast about nothing, our hub, our home base, where you can find ways to subscribe to the wrestling podcast about nothing, all the various podcast platforms, including Spotify. Plus, there are the social media links. Follow us at the WPAN on basically all social media platforms. Also, you can read our bios there. You can see pictures. There are... Uh, some tasteful nudes coming to the... Tasteful? is not tasteful. There's just dong everywhere. <laughs> Those are the worst kind of nudes. Tasteful. <laughs> Who want to see that bullshit? <laughs> I got time. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm 37. I ain't got time for tasteful anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got a very limited window. He's like, yeah, when you're 22, you're like, oh my God, those are so pretty. So artistic. Look, black and white. Now, just fucking let it all hang out. That's it. Just let it all hang out. No taste for you want, it. You want, you want to take a few and we'll put yours yeah. up there, Can too? Can we do that in the office, Brian? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. You're going to stay in here, though, right? Super well, nice. Obviously, I was... Yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna take quality the photo- you're quality Rock, get, You know why why are the Brian Fury nudes not go up yet? But I know you have them. Like you know, uh, they're in your personal collection. You just saving them for yourself? <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're in the cloud. At the WPAN.com, um, I look in the back end of the website, Brian. And <laughs> I, I bet you do of, of the website of the website. <laughs> And uh, there are search terms that people use. Do you ride the line? You so ride to speak? the line of the website. I do. <laughs> and there are search terms <laughs> people put in that bring them to our website. And it's because we used to be a part of BDA Radio, on BDA Radio there were a lot of photos of MMA fighters, female MMA fighters, in various stages of undress. So people go looking for those photos, but instead they end up at our website and see photos of you with your tit hanging out <laughs> you're welcome so <laughs> I, I went and looked for some of these search terms to see what is bringing people to our fine website and here's one that i saw chris cyborg ass okay just somebody who i don't they're, know they're tame they're kind of tame i don't know who wants to see chris cyborg's ass i mean i that, do you do really yeah have you seen her yeah she's a, a, she's a muscular gal she's a handsome woman yeah yeah Nothing wrong with that, Sonny. I think, I think at one point she did all the steroids, and <laughs> uh, and now she looks like she looks. <laughs> it gives you a nice ass, doesn't it? That's a tot. I said tot. Yeah. All right, we'll go with that. What else do they see? Well, uh, also, someone typed in. It brought them to our website, but they typed in Alyssa Arse Thong. Wait, her last name is Arse. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, A R C E. Okay. So we've talked about in the past uh, people looking for panties, people looking for undies. No, no, no. It was just panty. And the last, yeah, last it, time it was, it was just a singular panty. Yeah, singular. Well, How do we, they're not greedy. They just want one. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel about a thong? Thong's an okay word. Thong's the right word? Yeah. I still think of Lita. 
Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, you just brought Mike back there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> just peeking out the top just, there. It's just nice. got very, very warm in here. <laughs> mm, it already is. Uh, it, it's been a thousand degrees since I got up here. I've been That's sweating. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So thong is all right for you? Brain no, this is Crockett. You know, you're doing damn well. Crockett doesn't allow fans, heat, oh, fans, anything. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't told me to close this little window yet. <laughs> no, we need that. We need that. <laughs> you know what you just tell you what your response is? That's it. That's ambiance. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you go for, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's another search term. Anastasia Ashley, ass in bikini. This is the only, uh, you know, just, one of the most surprising <laughs> is how oddly specific these things are. Very specific. I've never done that. If I wanted to try to find like nude pictures of a celebrity, I would just put nude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I see some of those too, but this like ass in bikini. This is guy apparently wants to leave something to the imagination. He doesn't just want to see the ass. I want to see the ass, but you know, what was her name? With a little cloth over it. <laughs> Anastasia Ashley. Yes, I've, I, I'm a pretty avid MMA fan. I've never heard of her. Well, these fellas might be searching for MMA fighters for very different reasons than you might. Good point. You know yeah, good I mean? point. She's yeah. a surfer. She's a surfer. Surfer and model. Like I'm thinking when they're searching for these things, like you, you know, you're watching it. You're probably fully clothed, right. or or maybe you're just hanging out, partially but, clothed. But yeah, yeah. but their, their <laughs> pants are probably around their ankles. Which right? probably true. She's a surfer, so that would explain bikini, right? Right. Yeah. She means All right. <laughs> oh, there, there, there's a shot right there. Ass in bikini. Yeah, yep. sure is. It is. There it is. That ass is definitely and in somehow, the bikini. And somehow this fool probably... That's the other thing that gets me, too. Do you even look at websites or just look at Google Images? Like, who searches, like, Google and then actually, like, clicks on the websites? It's pointless if you're looking for a picture. Well, that's that's true, yeah. But I appreciate that they do and they get to PDA Radio, which brings them to clicks, our website. Clicks count. Yeah. Clicks count. So how about this one? Someone typed this in the search term. It brought them to our website. Old Lady Biceps. <laughs> that is so awesome. I thought I cleared my history. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know. Once it goes out there, Sonny is out Holy there. Holy shit. Old lady biceps? Yeah. Old lady biceps. Well, how much shit have you had to have seen that that's what you're into? That's what you're fucking Googling. Brian, you've been around. You've seen some stuff. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy biceps. I don't know about old lady biceps. <laughs> Maybe it's an old lady looking to see what you know her biceps could look like if that she was. That makes way more working sense. out. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it's way tr- more sense. You know, weirdly, in a weird way, it does make more it sense. Really, it really does. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, just, I just wish that that's actually what the guy was looking for. <laughs> Or the old lady. Yeah, it was an old lady. What's the discovery process for old lady biceps being your thing? Yeah. <laughs> right. What Yeah. What have you done in your life? Did you type that one there? in, Brian Fury? No, I no you don't want to? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just use a private browser when you search for that. Holy shnikes. <laughs> All right, finally here, the last one I will leave you with here. Emily Sears, doggy. She has a dog? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Cute little puppy. So otherwise, I mean, oh, Brian Fury, do we are you searching? <laughs> the level, searching the level of disappointment ending up on our website is, is it is it Sears like the like the company yes. going out of business? Yeah, Emily Sears Emily doggy. Sears, yeah, just a her and her dog, just a model. Like it looks like doesn't look like anything. Australian model. Australian. So maybe this person really dog. is wholesome. That's Australian the... sheep dog. Probably he was looking for. Yeah, maybe, maybe this actually is a wholesome person. Yeah. Just searching like... I really like that sheep doggy. 
but yeah, the 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 dog and the add in the G and the Y though lends an maybe, air of maybe it's an eleven year old. It is. She's not a bad looking woman. Yeah. Does she have a dog in that picture? No, it's a water bottle. That's <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah. close uh, enough. So I'm hoping that's what they're looking for. They just want to see Emily Sears' dog. A little cupcake. Right? A little cupcake in that picture. I enjoy cupcakes. Mm. <laughs> Tasty. Yeah, I don't even see a woman in the picture. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> Look at that frosting, Brian. So you're not. So you're not seeing dog. So uh, we're thinking maybe. We're thinking maybe that someone's a uh, little nefarious in That's there. That's what you're thinking, Mike. I'd, I'd like to think that the, the people that end up on our website are just wholesome individuals, and we're mis and we're misconstruing their innocence. That's it. I sure hope so. We're corrupting it. <laughs> well, all these people ended up at the WPAN.com, the WPAN.com, the most disappointing website on the internet, and are finally getting to our topic at hand. Hey, all right. We're talking about promotional wars. Oh, I thought it was old lady biceps. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was old lady biceps. We'll talk about that later, Brian. But uh, this is inspired by something I saw on the uh, social media this past week. I don't know if you should go into names here, but there was uh, a- an established promoter in the area went into a town that uh, apparently someone else had run before. A building. A building. Yes, the same building that someone else had run before. And uh, there was some bad feelings from the promoter that was ousted from this building to make room for this more established promoter that came in. And, so we're uh, not going to say names, right? We're not saying names? I was just going to say, I mean, completely unrelated, but I saw Sheldon Goldberg at, uh, at the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Did you guys see him? You did? I, didn't I go. did. Oh, you didn't go? Oh, I saw him there. Guys. I don't know if I saw him. He looks good. He's doing well. Anyway, what were we talking about? I'm talking about a show that uh, that was run by somebody uh, in a sports coat, and uh, someone else was used to be running that town. And I'm all flustered, Sonny. I'm all flustered now because yeah, now, you're now you're bringing controversy. Michael's going to edit this all out. Yeah. <laughs> old lady biceps? Mike Rocket's more comfortable with old lady biceps than anything confrontational. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what did you think about this whole situation, Brian? If you're, you, uh, you heard this from a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not like you I were. saw it all. Yeah, you saw it all unfold. <laughs> what do you, what's your take on someone who runs a building that, uh, I don't know if he used to, I guess he was running that building and someone else came in. It's one of those things I don't know if he was or is or something along those lines, but if someone came in and ran my building, obviously I'd be very upset. I'd be angry. Um, but I don't think somebody would or would. Well, well let me yeah, ask you, what know. would what would what would make it your building? You'd have to run six times a year? Okay. All right. Or or is it six times over six years? Yeah, well it's it's what? different. I mean it, both well, the Lowell building is, is a newer building for us. We've only been doing it for about two years now, but at the same time I feel like it's become established. Right, because it's pretty much every well, six like, weeks. What if somebody right? went to like the Lawrence venue that you haven't mm-hmm. run in like two years now or whatever? Like, is that, would that be like, you're going in my building? No, that wouldn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. Go I think, for it. I feel like that happens a lot even. Like, promoters don't run, you know, a building for a number of years and then somebody else goes into this building. Oh my God, I can't believe. I mean, there's a promoter that we both have worked for that their building is now run by way more established promotions and... He was very upset, even though he hadn't run the building in like seven years. <laughs> like it's my building. Like are they going to steal my building? Like, you haven't run in the better part of a decade. Exactly. Like, yeah, stuff like that. I don't understand. Like, 
Yeah, if someone were to run the Lawrence Building, we haven't run there in forever. If the building in question that these two are arguing about, Chaotic ran a show there. You were that was the Billy Gunn Hanson oh, show. It was, it's okay. that it's that building. Okay. So it's not like it's like a new fresh <laughs> building yeah. where just these two people have run there. Like Chaotic has run there. Did too. Top Rope not run a show there as well? I he, think Top Rope did actually. They may have. I, I, like yeah. like a couple weeks like after us or something, or like, yeah, you know. You I didn't say, get any I say flack. Like I'm still part of chaotic wrestling. <laughs> you didn't get any flack, Brian Fury. Was this before the other before, guy? It was before the other guy. Yeah. So you were the first to run that building. Well, this was actually before, like two months before I took over and stuff. If I remember, a couple months before I, I ended up buying the company and stuff. And then you decided, oh, I don't want to uh, ruffle any feathers. So let's get out it of. It was this just so help. far away, and it didn't do that great from everything I heard, even with like a couple names and stuff on it. So it'd be a big undertaking to do something like that that far away from the home base we wanted to fix everything in our foundation at home before we started trying to do any other thing so yeah i heard that that was the reason chaotic was sold it's because after they ran that building they started getting death threats oh <laughs> man so they were out I mean, they the were funny, out the funny thing is we can talk about the overall broader subject here and i and i know you're we'll probably eventually get into the bigger company wars but i i think it's funny and i and i kind of shared something with brian earlier and we won't get into specifics but um there's like this real fucking stupid thing among like a lot of the new england independents of like they they all in their minds have created these rivalries like it's the monday night wars and when in reality everybody has it's almost like a ter- it's more like the territories than anything at this point like chaotic has where they run and atlantic pro wrestling has where they run and you know beyond wrestling has where they run and everybody just you know a lot for the you know for the most part sticks to their areas and even if you don't like i don't know like it's like it's the weirdest thing in the world to me that like somebody thinks they're in direct competition with a promotion that runs three hours away that they don't even run on the same freaking nights or the same weekends or you know like I, I just don't I, I don't understand it. Some of it I I feel like is like this justification of like I have to create this because like this is what I saw. I read in the dirt sheets and this is what I saw on TV and I've seen documentaries about this. So this is what wrestling is. And it's just like. Well, yeah, if you're actually in direct competition, but a promotion that's running in Central or Western Mass uh, the Saturday before Chaotic is running in Lowell on a Friday doesn't even fucking matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's uh, when I hear stories about different things or people think they're in competition with me or that I'm in competition with them, I just continue to do what I do. I ignore it and laugh because I'm in competition with nobody. Everything that I do is to fix things in-house and, and make things with us better. And I continue to run the same two towns that I've been running. You know, we'd like to do some other things. It's just a matter of stretching out and finding out exactly where we want to go. But I wouldn't go run Salisbury or Amesbury because I wouldn't run there. It's already a company that runs there. Like, makes no sense to, for me. Like, yeah. Right. Like, it's almost like you're not going to divide the audience because the wrestling fans are the wrestling fans. They're going to show up to whether you're running it or somebody else is running it, but why bother? Why go through the hassle of running a show in a town that somebody's already running when you've got what you've got here? It's it's like, I can't think of the exact um, cliche, but it's, you know, why why bother yourself with the with the peasants? You know what I mean? Like, wait, if you're doing your thing, work on your thing. You Don't concern yourself with what others are doing. It doesn't make any sense. It, it's not affecting your business, right? Not at all. What they're doing, like, I mean, I've seen, I've been to the the show in in uh, Newburyport. I've seen those some of the same fans there that go to the Wubin show, that go to the Lowell show, that go to, you know, whoever's going to run in this in the northeast end up this way. 
they're going to go to those shows because they're wrestling fans, and that's what it is. It's it's not the other stupid thing is too like. So think of it like this, like in the height of the Monday Night Wars and then throwing ECW into mix. But just imagine that ECW, WCW, and WWE use the same mix of 20 wrestlers like on all three shows. Like right. not, not different guys, but that's essentially what New England pro wrestling is. You got like every show from Western Mass to, you know, they, everybody uses like, well, I wouldn't say all the same, but like I would say roughly the middle and top of cards. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah, but that, a lot of that just has to do with these are the – the best workers in the area, and they get around, and multiple promotions want them. But it's just, you know, but so again, just more evidence of like, well, you're not really in competition because if this were competition, there would be maybe some exclusivity or things of that nature. Sonny, I know when you came up with Lobster Man, he's a very territorial type of guy. Was he not? Was there anything uh, with other promotions attempting to run like uh, around where he was with uh, Ringside Wrestling? There was actually a group that came in and ran. The Hudson Lions Hall, I believe it was on, but they put it together. I think it was not Mike Sparta; it was the other one, Fred. Fred Sparta, I the think. referee from yeah. WWF. Yeah, yeah, ended up running. I think the Hudson Lions Hall, but like on three weeks' notice, to because they were pissed off at Jeff or something like that. You know, they brought in some names because at the time they had to tie in, and they drew. I heard something less than forty people or something. You know what I mean? Not yeah. like Jeff was drawing huge houses in that big building, but usually around a hundred people. So to draw less than half of that with using names, but they did it to hotshot. They hotshot the building just to kind of throw a wrench in Jeff's plans, whatever plans they were. Right. <laughs> but War- just to run it, just because yeah. it was stupid. Wars can go beyond just promotions, though, right, Sonny? Didn't you open a school in the same town as Jeff had his? I did. Whoa! <laughs> did really? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good call. That good got call, me Brian. fired from Jeff's because I went to a show. Green Mountain Wrestling was doing a show. Inside the original Slam Tech, uh, Sonny was a part of it. Was in Nashua, and I was <laughs> fired from Jeff's for like three months or something like that. This yeah. is like very, very early in my career. I didn't even know what the hell was going on. I was you so were just confused. looking for bookings, yeah. yeah. You were just yeah. I didn't know, and then yeah, then that all blew over, and, and I ended up going back to Jeff's for another couple of years before I left and went to Steve's. But I was just a young kid; I had no idea what was going on. You had I, the uh, had the the zebra striped pants. You right, had the, right the mesh shirt. Six, no the mesh shirt. No mesh shirt. No mesh shirt. Yeah. You can see the uh, yeah. leopard print trunks right through that. Oh yeah. The, okay. It's leopard print. I'm sorry. Smoked don't don't there. tell Crockett that. They might be missing out. <laughs> <laughs> leopard. He's going to be wearing those, looking for old lady biceps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right though. It, it it did it did go like I I had approached Jeff. I had kind of been on the outs with Jeff at that point, and I had asked him because I wanted to kind of come back and. And just help out at the school or whatever. And I said, you know, let me come back. Let me do some stuff. And uh, we set up a meeting to talk, you know, to hash everything out. And he uh, he called me and canceled the meeting. And then that was the last I heard from him. I told him what my plan was to, you know, to uh, partner up with Bob and Bob open up a school. Bob Evans, right? Uncle Bob. And so that's what we did. And we drew, again, a completely different crowd than what Jeff drew right down the street. Partly because we were promoting what we were doing. Jeff wasn't. Jeff was just all word of mouth and, you know, friends of friends. And then we stayed there for a year. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we crossed ties at all. I don't think we hindered each other's businesses at all, but it was what it was. But yeah, you I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Brian got fired for that. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. And who yeah. won in the end? Nobody, I guess. <laughs> That's usually the story, it's isn't it? Fucking independent wrestling. Yeah, both went broke. I think. Well, I didn't. I went broke. I don't know about Jeff. I heard he has some backing. That's what I heard, but I don't know. Mm. 
lottery winners. Something like that. Yeah. yeah something like that. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the tactics. I know you mentioned that Fred Sparta brought in a bunch of stars to uh, attempt to lure away uh, Lobster Man's audience. Uh, like two guys running in the same town. What's some of the tactics, Brian Fury, if you were to run opposition to somebody? I mean, I, I don't know the ta- I've heard all the tactics, and most of them come from Jeff. <laughs> right call the fire marshal see if they make sure they're following codes see if they have details things along those lines insurance make sure they have insurance mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i want to uh, go but i don't want to get hurt yeah <laughs> yeah make sure you know the commission knows about them and the, everybody's licensed and whatever else and blah 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 if it's new hampshire like jeff was like the king of like doing that type of thing like yeah going crazy. to the town ripping all the posters down Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I mean, we. <laughs> I've been privy to uh, one company, uh, a company coming into somebody else's town, and uh, that company then calling uh, WWE because the other company had trademark names on their poster. Yes. <laughs> like in, you know, so I've heard of that happening. I've heard that happening, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so all kinds of uh, things. Like, How about stealing talent? I think it was that promotion that... Uh, Mill City Wrestling that came in to oppose Chaotic Wrestling. They attempted. Oh, I don't remember this? You don't remember? Oh, this? they ran the, like the same they night the, as a the, Chaotic at a, show on a, at a brewery. They were the, yes, yeah. and they yeah. were they were like I think actually like oh, Mr. Spelmont worked oh, in the show, yeah, yeah. and they I think they asked you Brian Malonis. They I think they asked oh, you. Oh, maybe I do remember the, the 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 brewery that's over by like the Lowell Spinner Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do remember this. I went to that show. You did? Yep. Joey Eastman. I'm a, <laughs> get the fuck. No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pay. Though. Oh, good. good. That's my mo. I don't pay. Um, I'm well Joey, aware. Joey. <laughs> yeah. By the way, chaotic's closing because I didn't buy a ticket. So, um, Joey Eastman was the ring announcer, and they did a uh, a raffle for a heavyweight championship belt. Guess who won? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Com- Sonny. Completely luck. Yeah, complete wow. luck. I won that belt. No, Joey took it. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> I think Joey held him up for more money for it or something. I don't really know. I just sat and drank beers. It was good. So, this, yeah, this, this kid, I think it was a fan of Chaotic. He came into the town, and he decided he was going to try to get Chaotic guys onto his show and run opposition the same night. And I mean, it might have been, was it more than one show? No, I think no? they just ran one show. That used to be a tactic back in the day. You know, you'd come in and you'd offer one of their top guys more money, come work for me, blah, blah, blah. And then back then there weren't contracts or anything like that, or, you know, so guys would do that. But on this level, though, so that you're going to. What are you going to make? 50 bucks as opposed to 30 bucks? Right. <laughs> right. For one booking versus consistent booking? That it type just, of thing I think would have worked for certain promotions, but not against like a chaotic where those guys are. Constants, regulars, they know they're getting a show every three weeks, things right. along those lines. Uh, so, but it's just, it's insane to me. I mean, How that's. Can you steal talent that's not contracted. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. You can't steal uncontracted. Yeah, everybody's free. Like, yeah. everybody's free agents. Like. But there is a fear, though, of the boys. I think the boys don't want to ruffle any feathers, so won't take any other bookings and, and piss people off. I, I mean, I, I, I know I've talked to guys that. Didn't want to do it, you know what I mean? But that's a beautiful segue, Michael. That Sonny just inadvertently completely set you up for there. What's that? I'm sorry, I was old I lady, was old lady biceps. No, talking about like not no, like promoters not wanting to take other bookings. The the the, the famous wars of chaotic wrestling and, <laughs> and WFA. WFA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve Bradley's promotion that uh, ran in New Hampshire and um, 
Chaotic Wrestling ran here in Massachusetts. Of course, there were some times where WFA came down to Massachusetts. Lawrence, right, Massachusetts, right down yeah. the street from uh, our venue in Methuen, is actually pretty, on pretty the same ran road. On the same road, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like you got to go through a whole town, but yeah, right on the same road. And you talked about yeah. before, Sonny, uh, them coming and hot shotting stuff. Uh, I know WFA uh, was well known for. Tons of gimmick matches oh, yeah. uh, all over their posters. Two or three in a show, yeah. Uh, two or three? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Six or seven, I would say. Yeah. Come on now. Well, there was a, there was a few, yeah. There was one. There was like yeah. a Halloween time he would do something where every match should have a gimmick match. Yeah. But th- that's another tactic to get people to you know patronize your show over the supposed competition yeah. is just loading up the car well, and putting a bunch that. of stuff on the poster. He didn't do that just because he's going against you guys. He did that in every town that he ran. So it's not like, don't feel special that he uh, oh. he, he ran table match and a cage match just because it was against Gatter. That would have been all three nights of the weekend, every yeah. single show, no matter no matter where it was, out in the middle of nowhere, Vermont, or up northern, northern New Hampshire or something. So it was just that. that Shows was, were called like Crossing the Line or those something. Were, he though, made right? t-shirts yeah. <laughs> with a ton of towns he never ran <laughs> on the back of the shirt in addition to like the five or six towns that he did run. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about a fucking carny, huh? Crossing, crossing Holy enemy shit. lines. I remember <laughs> sitting with Steve when he first came back and he's like, oh, I'm not going to be fucking carny like Jeff. And then he he's more carny than fucking Jeff. But I loved it, though. I loved it. Yeah, of course. I think we've talked about the story before. We definitely have. Where Chaotic uh, was running, and someone in management in Chaotic decided to talk to Steve Bradley. He had just come back from developmental. He's in developmental for a number of years for the WWF. One of the owners who really, I mean, no offense, didn't have a clue, no. talked to Steve Bradley and said, hey, you should come down. We have Dr. Tom for a camp. You should come down and get a look. <laughs> And then from that moment on, Steve Bradley says, yeah, I'm running shows and uh, fuck chaotic. And I didn't know deservedly that that was so. a, that's what started it. That, that was, was his, his hatred of chaotic because he worked with like Sheldon and didn't yeah. care if anybody worked with anybody else. Chaotic was the one place. You know, Brian, you'll be the equivalent of that these days if you hired Mike Crockett to reach out to talent for <laughs> you because he has no clue. Of the wrestling landscape right, yeah. in 2019. 100 percent Yeah. I have I know. I know what's going on. He's like, I know things. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. He's like, is Jimmy Snooker still taking bookings? <laughs> You're gonna tie his boot before the match. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was how that started. So Steve, I was just gonna Steve, ask, so that's um, good. yeah, hated chaotic for that reason. And he was like, fuck those motherfuckers. And that was the one place. And then the infamous Billy Kryptonite story when they had him, he was the chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion at the time. And they had him squashed by Landry D. Yeah, up by Littleton D. in yeah. like under a minute. And then put the whole match on the front page of the website. Local champion gets destroyed by D. Like, loved it. Like, <laughs> I was like, just loved it. Thought it was like the greatest thing on earth. And amazingly, the company still survived that shot across the bow. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, yeah. That was like, I remember like when Andre and Minnie jumped ship and there was like that weird vignette that like only people like in like the yeah, guys. 30 that, people got it. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's just, fu- it's just, it's funny. And it, it, I think these things are funny and like. Yeah. The uh, fans don't seem to care. It's just uh, the people involved that it's, oh, like. It's they don't care because they see like people in the business always viewed like. You know, I'll just use myself as an example, like me as like a chaotic guy. But I'd work other shows, so fans that would see me on multiple shows never like it never was like a mind blowing thing for me to show up in a different promotion because we're indie wrestlers and that's what indie wrestlers do. You work multiple promotions everywhere. Things were a little different back then though, because chaotic guys worked chaotic in EWA and it seemed like that's kind of where they worked. Yeah. 
and like Steve guys would work like NECW and Steve's and then occasional top rope. Some people would kind of cross here and there, but for the most part, it felt like those were all these like sister companies for lack of a better term. And because we didn't really run into a lot of you guys out and about in other places. So because it, because we, we, I think we've determined that it, obviously the fans weren't affected by it. Do we think it all comes to, down to ego? Oh, yeah. That's what it is, contest. right? It's just an ego stroke, right? Dick measuring contest. Dick measuring. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, hold on a second. We got Brian. You heard that, right? Yes. What, what, what was that, Mike? <laughs> Uh-oh. Is this what We got is? breaking fake news. Uh, oh, boy. Breaking fake news. You know news. what this usually is. It, it, it is. It's still oh, it. Oh <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. Sonny Goodspeed, I'm going to have to catch you up. Sergeant Slaughter, uh, we talk we talk about Sarge's Tall Tales. Sergeant Slaughter has been at the center of a lot of things in the professional wrestling. Brian Ferry, maybe you can help me out. What are some of the things that Sergeant Slaughter is responsible for in wrestling? Well, you know, he's the greatest gimmick in all of professional wrestling, according to Vince Sr. Um, he was the first person to ever... Uh, used wrestling theme music. He's the person that, heard that, one. that saw The Undertaker and had him get signed. He came up with Yokozuna's gimmick. Uh, I mean, the, the list they had, goes, they had the list. to move WrestleMania 7 <laughs> indoors. <laughs> yeah, because of the death threats. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on, really. Not because of low ticket sales. <laughs> no, not at all. No. no. Well, here's a new one. Here's a new one I found out. He was, oh, on, a, he was on a podcast in the past few weeks. And the fact is that he had a dispute with the WWF over G.I. Joe because uh, they wanted to make a action figure of him and they want to make him a spokesperson for G.I. Joe but you know Vince wanted his cut so there was an issue there Slaughter is agonizing over this decision and he went to his wife for advice and she said you can always be a wrestler but you can't always be G.I. Joe the all-American hero so Slaughter chose to sign with Hasbro and it cost him his job with the WWF and it cost him. Do you know what it cost him, Brian? Do you know what it cost him, Sonny? Do you know what it cost him, Brian Malonis? What's that? It cost him the main event of the very first WrestleMania, where Sajid Slaughter says he was going to team with Hulk Hogan against Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Oh, I'm sure he was. So, and now, if you listen to Hulk Hogan on Steve Austin's podcast in a recent interview, it was Paul Orndorff, I think, or he said, or was it Orndorff or Piper? It's one of those two actually came up with the idea for Mr. T and. Hulk Hogan. Like I guess they had to come up with a suitable replacement That's after Sergeant Slaughter bowed out. Speaking of G.I. Joe, he also was going to be in the second G.I. Joe movie with The Rock. Do you remember yes, that? That yes. was, was another one of his tales. He's going to be the lead. At 70 uh, years old? Yeah. <laughs> he also turned down, uh, he was going to be the lead singer of an 80s metal band, like in the 80s, and he had to turn I, that down. These are all real things that he yes, said? these are yes. all things that he said. Holy fuck. But this is the first <laughs> time I had heard that he was going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. This he, is a revelation. He may have early onset CTE. Well, it's not early. It's been he's been doing this for years and years and years. <laughs> this is insane. That the the GI Joe thing actually I kind of remember that because didn't he sign with Hasbro and then go to AW? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that part, that's that part, all. Yeah, that part's yeah. well documented. But the, yeah, but, but he the, lost okay. out on the main event of the yeah, first. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, he was never really involved. I, can't, with I, can't, I mean, I guess I can remember him being around at that time, but not really. Like, <laughs> I'm younger than all of you, so I, well, I mean, older. That's what I meant. I well, got fucking early onset. Crockett's ancient. You guys, probably, is he? Yeah. Well, hmm. that's why it's fake news. Son, that, okay, it's not true. Breaking. 
this is awesome. I, is there like is there like a whole like subculture of like devoted to this kind of thing? Of of Sergeant Slaughter stuff? Just here in this podcast, really. <laughs> this is if awesome. Ever, if you ever really want to get somebody going on it, talk to Tarzan Taylor. <laughs> he loves it. He, oh, all right. And that's another one of Sarge's Tall Tales. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. And promotional wars, what would you think are the benefits of a promotional war between two feuding sides? I guess, would, would the fans win out, you would say? Well, I mean, so a, co- a couple of things. If they were truly in, like, cahoots with each other, you could build excitement. You, you know, you could build excitement. But, I mean, I think when you're talking, so if you're talking about, you know, WWE, AEW type stuff, you know, um, I, or W, you know, when it was WWE and WCW, the fans benefited because there was like this arms race of like to acquire all the top talent and have crazy matches on TV every week, and they'd have to top it on the pay per views, you know. And it was just kind of this this building process. So I, I guess to an extent, yeah, the fans win. Anytime there's more quality wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan, that is a that is a wonderful thing. So yeah, you brought it up. Let's go all the way to the top. WWE has this uh, new. Upstart promotion starting up on a pretty big network coming up in October. Do you think that we're going to see a return to the wars? They did this once before. WWE, remember the WWE TNA brief war, Sunny Goodspeed? Very brief, right? Didn't, yes. didn't TNA try to go live on Monday night to something? They did, yes. Yeah. That was genius. It was right? in uh, 2010 and it lasted for all of two months. Two months? Yeah. It's crazy. How do you. It's. Brian and I are going to start a soda company and go up against Coca-Cola. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I have no idea. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I think AWE is going to be good for the business. I think it's going to be great for fans. As clearly, what are they selling out their shows in a couple of hours? Like, but I don't know that there's going to be competition. I think fans that are, or people that are fans of wrestling are going to gravitate to all the product. They're going to watch 37 hours of wrestling a week. I think it's an awesome to have an alternative. I think it's awesome to have a different product to watch that's going to be very easily accessible. But again, I wouldn't say competition. I think you'd have to give them a lot of time and tenure before they could even consider themselves competition. But at the same time, I know how WWE works. They're going to try to snuff them out quick as they can. But you know, I, I don't know how well or not well it's going to work. There's been shots across the bow already, though, by... You know, like I, I mean, it's the old like "don't poke the bear" sort of thing. I think I think we exist in a world right now where content is kind of king, and 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 you need content producers, whether it be online content producers, television content producers. Um, we live in a world though where you could actually just produce an alternative, exist, make lots of money, and just be your own thing, and it doesn't have to necessarily be competition. Everybody just goes back to and romanticizes the. One when Vince McMahon took over and wiped out the territories, which then led to the the Monday Night Wars, and and that's really a romanticized period in wrestling. But we exist in a, in a world where WWE is are they even really a wrestling company anymore? They're more of like a media conglomerate that produces wrestling at this point. I feel like, and everybody can exist and everybody can make money because the world is just craving for content, whether it's pro wrestling or I mean, I see some of the stupid shit that kids watch on YouTube like <laughs> but it's just it's a content rich world if you're a content producer there there is an ability and there's a market to make money out there the funny thing is that Vince never acknowledged WCW until he was really losing to them but Vince is already in a conference call with investors is already didn't mention by name but mentioned this possible competition coming in and and 
what they're going to do to combat them. So I that's think it's different. That's, I mean, it's a conference call with investors and things like that. It's a publicly traded company, so I think if questions come up, he has to kind of address it. It's, yeah, it's different than before when he just did things himself. Three people sitting around a table booking things out. They don't have to talk about that. But I also think the way he kind of you can tell how he views them by the stuff that he counter programs. Uh, he did an evolve special on the network. And if rumors are true, NXT is going to be going to FS1 on Wednesday nights for two hours live, going right up against AEW. So he's not putting any of his top stuff against it, but he is counter-programming in, in different ways. As a, a insider at the Performance Center, can you confirm that that is going to happen two hours? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I've asked a couple of people, and they just said that's those are the rumors. I don't really know yet. Nothing, is, nothing has been stated. All right. Well, hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Do you think that's going to be... I mean, benef- the benefits for that are obviously the contracts that people are doling out these days in pro wrestling with you know, between AEW and WWE looking to keep guys. I mean, that's the money's better than it's Don't ever forget, been, right? Ring of Honor as well. It's, it's going to help. Oh, really? I'll have to look up that contract situation, see what's out there, see what's happening. Oh. Aren't you signed <laughs> for long term? No, no, no. No? I was signed for one year. Brian, are you offering contracts? <laughs> I, mean, I can't legally talk to you now uh, if you are, but you know. Chaotic used to have contracts. You know? <laughs> they, they, are you bringing them back did. the chaotic contracts? They, they once did. No, no, I am not. Um, I think uh, across the board, there's a lot of money to be made in the professional wrestling business now as a talent. And I think there's a lot of opportunities more than ever before. And it's not even just AWWE, Ring of Honor. There's New Japan. There's MLW. There's, there's stuff in Mexico and stuff. There's a lot out there now where you can go and make a very good living doing what you love wrestling. And like, it's there's no, it it's almost hotter now than it was during the Monday Night Wars because the Indies weren't on fire, um, like they are now back then. It was just those two companies in ECW. Now there's a lot more. Guys are making yeah. money on the Indies too. Yeah, back then they weren't. They were they were like your ace darlings and your reckless youths that were the indie darlings. Now there's handfuls of guys that are. And even then, like those guys, I don't think were making like enough money to like live. Right? Right? I mean, am no, I incorrect? I in can't saying imagine that they were. That ace sure darling were... probably had like a regular job too. <laughs> like... uh, probably, but at the same time, they might have been making more. They could have probably just lived off, but it wouldn't be like an extravagant or, or nice life or anything like that. It'd be like working just like a part-time well, that job. Well, that doesn't or, stop or anybody someone. necessarily no, from, no, from, not, not from living off of wrestling these right. days. We know quite a few guys who work three times a month and live off 100%, of wrestling. 100%. But, I mean, the independents are, are a big thing. And with places getting the amount of exposure that you can get, you know, is the PWGs, the Beyonds, obviously, like... Beyond is like what 1.6 million subscribers on YouTube. They're, they're the se- they're, they're, Chicago, they are the second there's... most in pro wrestling uh, as far as like YouTube subscribers. Like in all of pro wrestling, the only the only people have more subscribers than them on YouTube and the pro wrestling demographic is WWE, which is crazy that's to in, think about. That's yeah. insane. You go there, you get over, right, and then from that opens up so many doors because so many people are watching them. Just like for a long time, so many people watched PWG to see. Okay, we like these guys. We like these guys. We're gonna start booking them, and then all of a sudden, you're over on the indies, and then, boom! At that point in time, Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW, all start coming and talking to you. Or what about this? And we were, we're actually not even talking about Impact at all, whose pro wrestling product has greatly, greatly improved over the past couple of years, and it really doesn't get the credit that it's deserved for kind of a resurgence as far as its product goes. Uh, they just need more eyeballs, and all the rumors are that they're going to be moving to a different station at some point in time. Some of the stuff I've read is uh, their parent company is going to be 
buying a station or something like that, taking over a station, and they're going to move them to it. So, I mean, could be another promotion along with Ring of Honor and AEW and WWE on all across the country. So a lot of people are getting scooped up from the independents to these all these promotions happening, like you mentioned Impact, MLW is another one, ROH, of course. And do you think that um, the indies, will there be enough to replenish the independents? I mean, you got the you know, the Processing Academy, you got a bunch of guys downstairs looking to get on shows. Do you think that it's going to hurt the independents going forward? I think there will always be people willing, ready, and able to step up. They may not be quite to the level of the top guys that are there now or have been there because they don't have that experience yet. I think it'll take a little bit of time, but it's like you look at the times when WWE wasn't signing independent guys. They were signing guys that had very, very little to no experience, and they're putting these guys on TV that you could see that it wasn't quite there. I think the indies would be like that a little bit because they're not going to have time to really hone their skills on a little bit of a lower level indie before kind of getting bumped up to a beyond or, or a aiw or bigger bigger places i i agree with that i i think it's going to be i don't really watch a lot of other sports but i remember back in the day when i used to watch basketball larry bird and kevin McHale and robert parish robert parish who's a giant would never leave the box right stay inside now if you're a seven footer doesn't throw threes yeah, yeah, you're not getting. You're, you're not obsolete. Getting, yeah, you're <laughs> obsolete, right? That's that's. I think that's kind of uh, in line with indie pro wrestling. It's there's going to be a group of guys that come through that are going to meet the need. They're going to feed the need, and then there's going to be another group of guys that are just okay. But then right behind them is going to be another crew. I think it's very cyclical, even in the way the talent is brought in and or talent is developed. You know, I, I mean, if Brian keeps doing what he's doing, I'm not just kissing your ass, Brian, but. Um, <laughs> if you keep doing what you're doing here, you're going to breed, succeed begets success, right? Success begets success. Is that what it is? Yeah. Something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking so up what you, you're putting down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you keep bringing in guys that are getting signed or people that are getting signed, if it's one out of 50, that's one more than the next group. You know what I mean? That's getting signed. So then you have a whole new crew coming in and then maybe two get signed or whatever the case is, whether it's with Ring of Honor or whether it's with WWE or AEW, what is it? AEW? Yeah, A- yeah AEW, yes. yeah. yeah. I was saying AWE earlier. That's not it, though. So wrapping this all up, I mean, there are drawbacks to warring promotions, and I think we've highlighted now the benefits is that there's more money to be made and people have more opportunities, more places to work. What else do you think, Brian? Tr- truthfully, my honest thought is um, on the on the independent level, I think the war thing is pretty stupid yeah i I don't truly think uh independents are really truly in competition with one another um i actually think the world and 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 everybody probably a little bit better off if there's a little more cooperation and working together i'm not saying being completely in cahoots but a little more you know you wash my back i'll wash your back sort of thing instead of pretending there's some sort of fictitious rivalry or whatever you know I, i just think it's I, I just think it's foolish. I look at the way, you know, listening to a guy in Brian who is promoting in the New England area, and he describes perfectly of what I would do if I was running a promotion. That's I'm going to worry about my house. I'm going to take care of my business. I'm going to try to make sure the things that I'm doing and the places that I'm running, I'm not even going to think about or concern myself. You know, I don't I don't care that somebody else is running three hours down the road because it doesn't impact my business one iota. And Brian, you agree. What if someone ran down the street from you, Brian Fury? <laughs> it wouldn't be smart for them because we have a very established fan base. If, if, if they're trying to do the same night, 
Chaotic has a very built-in fan base in the towns that we run, and we run shows. They're not spot shows. They're storyline-driven shows, so people want to see what happens from one show to the next. I don't think they'd be willing to miss something to go somewhere else unless what they're offering is like a lot of different names or something big or different that nobody's ever really seen around the area. I I don't think it'd be smart for them. And then I'd be forced to do something and react or retaliate in some way, shape, or form so they wouldn't perform well. What, like calling a bomb scare? No. I would, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would have to do something different on my show I, if I had to book a, a different name or something, something along those lines to ensure that this company didn't do well or get off the ground because they're trying to run like in the same town as me on the same night. Like, yeah. So you're saying grow up? 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> run your own business. Do your own shit. Christ's sakes. All right, well, I guess that's why we have to end it there. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. All right, well, we want your feedback out there, folks. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter. We dare take on this week's episode. Your thoughts on our discussion. Use the hashtag WPAN. Or you can call the voicemail line. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Get your voice on this show. Be a part of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. 401-584-9726. Let's talk for a second, guys, about Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Mike Mills! With Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner. And uh, they do two shows a week on Sundays and Thursdays. Check out mikemills.podbean.com for more on that great Southern-style professional wrestling podcast. And how about our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with little Joe Murata and big Michael Quinn. They're in their new season. So check out OVPpodcast.com for more on that great show. And greetings from Allentown. We're in uh, North Andover now. He's right down the road where I'm back being a neighbor of PW Peter Winston. Check out greetings from Allentown. He talks about one single episode of wrestling television and uh, just talks about what he's doing what he's eating, <laughs> various other things, but brings so it all it's back. An Instagram in the end. podcast is that what that is? So, something like that. Yeah. Check out Greenies from Allentown, and finally the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, all the rest over there on the Rundown Wrestling Network, RundownWrestling.com for more on all the great podcasts going on on that great network. Don't forget Cup of Joe, which is a Crackpot Podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, lots of other. <laughs> real estate related podcasts make sure you check out and it's time for this week's promo about nothing but before we get into that brian malonis you are hitting the highways byways and airways crisscrossing this great nation of ours plying your trade as a professional wrestler and you got dates i do mike this friday night i'm heading to malden massachusetts friday night august the 23rd taking on caleb conley at ufo wrestling oh all right uh, then uh i'll be getting my ass up real early to get on a flight to Atlanta, Georgia uh, for Ring of Honor's international TV taping the next day at Center Stage. And then I will be driving probably with a minivan full of uh, your favorite Ring of Honor superstars, I'm sure Mm. one of which will be the Beer City Bruiser, to Nashville, Tennessee to uh, once again perform at Honor for All uh, for Ring of Honor. Uh, 8.31, I'm heading to Peabody, Massachusetts for Proving Ground Wrestling. And then we'll end it with a big uh, Ring of Honor tour of the Midwest. Mike, you should be very excited about this. It's Global Wars, Global but Wars. with the CMLL guys, the Luchadors. Why would I be excited about that? Come on. Um, Come on. Your, your wife and your son are of, of Mexican descent? I mean... Okay. I... I I, mean, I don't know why. It sounds a little racist to me. I don't know why, why I have to. I don't know why I have to enjoy that because you don't respect and appreciate your the love of your life's culture? heritage and culture. Like I don't understand why is this a bad. Does thing? your wife wear a lucha mask around the house? 
She doesn't only, know. Only, only, only during foreplay. <laughs> oh <goodness>. Anyways. <laughs> so was Maxwell born with a lucha mask? He, oh my goodness! See, now, 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 yeah, now you're getting into it. Sonny. No, I'm getting you're Crocky, you're gonna need to edit these Maxwell. Already, out. No, Maxwell, I said. I, I said Maximo. Yeah. Does he work the right? <laughs> I'm gonna recut this right now, <laughs> and then I'll finish it off, Mike, with heading to the Midwest uh, at the beginning of September. September the sixth, heading to Dearborn, Michigan. September seventh, uh, Chicago, Illinois, and September the eighth. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, all for Ring of Honor as part of their Global Wars tour alongside uh, the stars of CMLL. Tremendous. Uh, well, if you want to book yeah, the I have, brawler. Yeah, I have dates too real quick. Oh, you excuse can, you me. Get to that one Pardon second. me. August the 30th, Haverhill, Massachusetts. Chaotic Wrestling presents Summer Chaos. Retro AG defends the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against Christian Casanova. Brandon Locke defends the New England Championship against D.L. Hurst. Lots of other matches and action happening. And then the very next day here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, Fantasy Camp. Oh! Day Fantasy Camp on the 31st. 10 a.m. until about 2.30, 3 o'clock p.m., $79. The last couple you've run, I've actually been out of town. I'm very excited. I might be able to yeah, stop by. Come on down. It's a great way to kind of dip your toe in the water, professional wrestling training, or just live out your dream for a day. Sonny, you know, this could be... This could be the start of something. Yeah, this could be your chance. How much you've always it? talked about how you wanted to be a pro wrestler. I did. $79? $79, bucks, my friend. Do you take payments? For that? No. No? For the wow. school? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> uh, payments of six dollars. Yeah, <laughs> six dollars. Yeah. Now the big question is: Ivar flying up to do the interviews? He is not. He no. will not be here for the promos. Unfortunately. Oh, what a shame! That's a shame. That was, that was a special. <laughs> I bet he'd fly himself in if you told him the date. And he wasn't. On, <laughs> I mean, and he wasn't on the WWE live events that he'd day. He'd be all about it. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to book the brawler, email brianmalonis at comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at brianmalonis. Brian Fury's working matches too. Where can we email you if we want to book you? I have no nothing in plans right now. I am. I, I know. I tried to book this dickhead, and he turned me down. Really? Yeah. Sorry. He only works for himself. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh, real quick, actually, um, oh. I just listened to, you just reminded me about this, Brian. Um, listen to last week's um, Lazy Podcast that you did. We just found clips of old stuff, Crockett, and put it together. Lazy but uh, Malonis said if he ever ran a show, he would book, who was it? Was it Dusty Wolf or who was it? There was a job guy that you said if you ever ran a show, really? you would book. Yes. I didn't listen to back, and it yet. was on, it was on this episode, and I was like, "Huh, I'm going to bring that up to him next time I talk <laughs> to him." Damn it! I wish you, I wish you had told me before. I would have been obligated to bring him in. <laughs> Just saw that. Found it. Found it very uh, interesting and funny. You did bury uh, Paul Roma on the podcast. I did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like Paul Roma. Yeah, I you told. Will. I told Paul Roma in person that I hated him as a kid. You hated him as an adult too, apparently. Because you were not very complimentary to Nobody hates him. adult. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the promo about nothing. The year is 1992, and it is the World Wrestling Federation, the WWF, and... Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And it did here. Because you remember Demolition, right, Brian? Uh, vaguely. It's, I mean, they are my favorite tag team of all time. One of your favorite theme songs is heard last week on the podcast. Of course. Fucking right. Uh, well, there was three members of that faction in the yeah, end. Yeah, Crush. Is this when they wore the masks? No, this wasn't where they wore the masks. Okay. So it was very brief where they wore the masks. Yes. But uh, after Demolition, they had to rebrand Crush. He became... Shaka Bra, brother. Shaka Bra. He, yeah, he became uh, a man in neon. Kona Crush, right? Am I right? <laughs> yes, the Kona Crush. Thank you. Uh, so uh, they had some vignettes of Crush when they reestablished him as a singles act. 
So let's take a look at one of these vignettes from 1992. The Kona Crush here in the promo about nothing. You know, people are often wondering just how I got the name Crush. I was wondering. Well, it's simple. As long as I can remember, I've always liked to crush things. <laughs> Actual footage of him as a child. And just imagine what a full-grown, six-foot-seven, three hundred and twenty-pound crush can do. What an impressive individual crush is! Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was the whole promo. That was the whole thing. <laughs> That got you hyped for the debut of Crush now, didn't it? Holy shit, I want my childhood back. <laughs> you know you know the thing, you know the funny thing about Crush before we get into burying this awful promo? Like, he's a guy who had multiple gimmicks in WWE, always had the same name, and somehow got an action figure for every single incarnation of, of his gimmicks. Three of them had Hasbro style. See him bringing it back callback episode to two episodes ago. Fucking hate Hasbro figures. I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you with the Hasbros. Not not my cup of tea. Worst. No, they do stink. But still, a pretty amazing. It's amazing that Crush had all these figures. Uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. But like, how many guys do you see to go through characters that quickly? Like, so yeah, that quickly. Demolition Crush, Kona Crush, was heel, it heel Convict Crush? Well, yeah, Evil Crush, Heel Face Paint Crush. Yeah, and then and then Jax made a Jailbird, uh, Jailbird Crush. Yeah, <laughs> the, oh, that yeah, happened okay. to be in the nation. <laughs> did he have? Yes. Yeah, did he have the? Did the action figure have the tattoos on his head? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yeah the face tattoos. See, so yeah, a crush. He always liked to crush things. That was some so, good graffiti on the wall behind him. It was. Yeah. It was nice too. Uh, yeah. So if you, if you haven't seen the video, you, the link is in the description of the episode or at the wpan.com. Yeah, he it, it flashes back to his youth, black and white, of course. Where he is just sitting there playing with toys and he crushes his soda can or whatever. I, I think the whole like run of these may be on the WWE network as the, all the superstars. The they 92 superstars? Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure like the run of these are. And it, it's amazing because I think the, I, th I want to say the Razor Ramon ones are too. This is like the same time frame. Yeah. And the Razor Ramon ones are so good, except for Razor's accent was really, really poor in the beginning. It was always poor, but yeah. like especially bad. But these crush ones are fucking terrible. They're awful. And speaking of accents, the funny thing is if you go through these vignettes, his Hawaiian accent got stronger as you go through. I was looking at one of the last ones. He's like, ah, brah, I'm just here with my boys. Brah. It's like really terrible by the end. But this one is like just a slight, slight Hawaiian twang, if you will. Hawaiian twang. At this time, did they have somebody write that promo? I sure hope not. I'm sure somebody produced it and put it together for him or like worked with them. And you think at it. the end they were like, cut! That was fucking <laughs> tremendous. One take, Crush. One I, take. I think probably because I feel like Crush was like, I felt like Crush was like initially being groomed to be like top well, he baby was, face. Uh, he, he fit the mold. He was, he was a big a boy. giant. Yeah. Can I admit something here now in front of you guys? You're, you're going to laugh we're at probably, me? I, we won't judge you. No? You no. won't judge me? Not even a little. Okay, Demolition, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. A new axe, Smash, Crush. I I didn't know at this particular time that... Uh, you didn't know that Crush that was, was Crush? crush. The crush, crush was Crush? Really? Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> didn't know. That's no. interesting to me. Because his hair is blonde. The, never, I never even, the like... I, it's tips. probably more just yeah. like I never thought about it. And then, like, a friend of mine told me, like, well into the run that same guy is Crush no, from Demolition. I, uh, I, I always... 
I don't know. That was one of the ones I always knew. Uh, well, I mean, he had the same fucking name. Right. Like, I was just so, an idiot. Yeah. Here's something. <laughs> it must have been maybe, it was maybe two months ago that I revealed to Julian Starr that Repo Man <laughs> was in Demolition. <laughs> he was like, what? Are you shitting? He, he had no fucking idea <laughs> that they were the same person. Wait till you drop the blacktop bully on him. <laughs> or what was the other gimmick, he, the golf gimmick he had in WCW? Master Payne or whatever Stuart Payne? Stuart Payne. <laughs> All the same guy. Oh. Yeah, two months ago. When I realized that Savio Vega was Quang, too. Me and my buddy were talking about wrestling moves, and they were talking about how Savio Vega does the Quang kick. And then we, we both looked at each other, and our <laughs> eyes got wide, and we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea who the, the Repo Man was Smash either when I was a kid. So Wow. Yeah. Well, I was like I had the same 22. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, say, yeah, I was a full-grown man. Yeah. I, was, I was like 11 years old during this. So to me, it was... Not the, even, I was so 10. To me, it was the machines. You, do you remember the machines? Mm-hmm. A giant machine or whatever? I didn't know that like one was Blackjack Mulligan and the other one was Axe of yeah. Demolition, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm older than you guys. You guys don't even know the machines. Do you, you? Know, <laughs> you didn't know Hulk Machine, who Hulk Machine was? I didn't. Giant Machine? Well, Giant Machine I knew, but the other two, though? They made a Giant Machine action figure back to action figure talk for a second. That was, like, recently, right? Yeah. 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 Huh. That's crazy. <laughs> that could be Weird a podcast. I wonder, like, multiple gimmicks and... Why did he think they chose Hawaii for Crush? Uh, does he have some sort of... I don't know if he has some sort of background... Wasn't he from Portland? Well, yeah. It's kind of close. <laughs> it rains. Hawaii, Hawaiian Crush, but it's not Hawaiian Crush. It's Hawaiian Punch. Hawaiian Punch. He's the original Hawaiian Punch. Is it yeah. because because uh, Vince likes the Kona Crush? Like the, the alliteration there? Or whatever? Yeah, what, yeah, that's what it's called. Alliteration. I couldn't yeah. come up with the word. Yeah. Just Hulk, happy about finish. Shuckabra. Shuckabra. <laughs> Shuckabra aloha. All right. Well, you heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Brian Fury got in his plugs for Chaotic Wrestling. ChaoticWrestling.com to get tickets to Summer Chaos coming up on August 30th in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Front row is already sold out. VIP is going very quickly. All right. And Sonny, why don't you plug your big show? You can watch me on YouTube on the Dropkick Kitchen. Uh, I've got, I think we've got four or five episodes up now. Uh, we're filming in September, the beginning of September, a Hot Wings Challenge where I'm trying to get uh, a couple of wrestlers. Uh, Leo's grandson is going to be there. I think I'm getting my daughter. And the winner gets a t shirt. So, uh, Brian. I can't believe I couldn't make this. Brian Malone's can't make it. Brian Fury I, uh, thinks yeah. mayonnaise is spicy. I don't eat mayonnaise. So, he doesn't <laughs> eat mayonnaise, but whatever. Regular yeah. pepper is Regular spicy pepper to me, is spicy though. to him. So. <laughs> they didn't ask yeah. me. So that's and right. I didn't, uh, because you're elusive. <laughs> that's what you are. You're elusive. I've also he, to, uh, just, he also has to get written permission to leave the house. That's, that's, just, that's just texting him. He's elusive. I've, uh, I've, I've also started doing stand up comedy. Um, no, you haven't. I really have. Really? Yeah, I've, I've, I showed uh, my video to Brian Fury. I did watch. Yep. He did watch. He said I did well, unless he was just putting me over. I don't really know. But he said I did well, so I'm taking that to the grave. So you I, can I, I, I think around. you actually probably did really well because Brian Fury isn't the easiest person to dole out compliments. That's <laughs> true. That's kind of why I sent it to him. He usually takes I was like, to bury people. Yeah. I was like, if anybody's going to tell me the truth, it's going to be Fury. So I, I sent it to him. But I gave him constructive criticism yeah, with it. Yeah, did. I was just so, like, hey, good job. Yeah. So you can, uh, you can drive around to all the places that host comedy and hopefully I'm there because I'm not on social media so yeah just drive around just ask if I'm on <laughs> yeah. ask for Sonny is that your stage name Sonny Goodspeed yeah yeah okay. that's it alright so look out for that uh, yeah. Brian Malonis you and I will be back here next week for episode 174 of the wrestling podcast about nothing till then 
He's the brawler, Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett for Brian Fury for Sunny Goodspeed. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.